Hello and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast, episode 400, Jesus, for May 21st, 2023. My name is Nathan Reeton-Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowe McFain. Hello. And we are also joined by Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. We've been doing this for far too long. Yes, we oh, have. Oh, shit. Uh, Nick Lotus was also going to be here, but they, they weren't able she to join. chickened out. She chicken. She looked at how many stories we had and was like, "Nope." <laughs> uh, of course, I'm your host, Nathan Reeton Spruth. Uh, let's think. First things first, Aroa. Where can we find you and Connor? Uh, hopefully at Aroa website. Uh, you yeah, hopefully that still works. I don't uh, like how you said hopefully. <laughs> I, I didn't change anything, but you know, yeah. things happen. I get it. That's true. And we're also, of course, uh, curious. What what do you want to to bring attention to, Connor. Oh, that would be that I work on a first edition Pathfinder actual play podcast where we play through Rise of the Rune Lords. And we're on book six at this point. And uh, I've been re-editing the first season, which has been just awful to listen to. I'm so sorry if anyone listened to our first season before. And uh, I, I work really hard on it. It's called Clinton's Core Classics, Rise of the Rune Lords. You can find it anywhere that fine podcasts are found. Hey, hey, it's okay. We're getting better, theoretically. We're great at this point. Like, season, honestly, I would say halfway through season two to season three, we're fine. We're like a listenable show. Yes, and then, of, of course, as as anything goes on, like, listen to the first episodes of the Reeton podcast, how many technical difficulties we had, or how many bad jokes we made, or anything like that, just... It, it, it we've gotten better over time same thing with clint's core classics so uh and and by the time we we finish i think we're good and our next show that we do i think is gonna be pretty good i, I think, think it's gonna be pretty spectacular yes i'm excited for it and of course i'm nathan reetonspruth you can find me everywhere reeton the big one is twitch i'm there monday through friday 6 p.m pacific time to 9 p.m pacific time playing Video games. Lots of video games. I play too many. Not as many games as Parallax Abstraction. I think he's already beat like 20 games this year. Anyway, my question for you is what games have you played, Connor? Uh, I mean, I played a little bit of Space Station 13. That goes without saying. I played some Shenmue 2. I am right, like, the, the next time I boot up this game, I'm going to talk to someone and I'm leaving Hong Kong. So huh. I'm like, Halfway done. You, you, that's a, a pretty pivotal point. Yes. Yes, it is. Is that, is that the end of the game? or I No, uh, not, the, the rest of the game takes place in Kowloon. Okay. Okay. And that's, uh, I, I've actually never been this far in Shenmue 2. When, when I was just a wee cyberpunk, I never quite got that far in the game. So I'm excited. This is going to be going into it fresh. And I was like, just getting enough of Hong Kong memorized where I didn't need the maps anymore, too. Dang it! Now you have to, <laughs> now you have to rely on the maps again. There is a funny little, and it's just a short story. I, uh, I I've recently got into duck racing in that game, which I guess a lot of people say is like the best way to make money in it. So I was I was feeling pretty good. I had like a lot of spending money in my pocket. I, I made a whole like five hundred dollars in Hong Kong money, 
And uh, then then I was like, okay, tonight I will progress in the story before bed. And I walked up to someone and was like, all right, you want to talk to our boss? That's fine, but it'll cost you $500. And my character's like, okay, that's fine. And I'm like, no, I just got that. Not <laughs> fine. But it, it did not give me the option to say no, which I needed that money anyways to progress, but easy come, easy go, right? I guess. Yes, I... I, I remember playing Shenmue 3. Again, I played Shenmue 2 20 years ago or something. So Shenmue... The appropriate th- time ago to play it? Yes. Shenmue 3, when I played that more recently, the best way to make money was to also gamble. Apparently, right. just the best way to make money in life is to gamble. That's what I've learned from Shenmue. Uh, yeah, look at the stock market, bro. That's true. That's That's what... That's what people do. And then when they lose all their money in the stock market, they just ask the government for more money, right? That's what happens. No, they revert to an older save. Duh. <laughs> I wish. No? I oh. wish I could do that. If, if Shenmue 2 takes place, or at least partially takes place in Kowloon, when does Shenmue 2 take place? Like what year? 1985. So Kowloon Walled City still exists. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, like the uh, Shenmue Two did something cool, where like the weather patterns every day were actually what they were. Like, like they did their homework on this game. That's nuts. So, uh, like, I wonder if you're gonna have if, like, are they gonna make you go to Kowloon Walled City? Because that'd be fucking uh-huh. wild. I'm oh, looking for cool. a martial arts master who's in hiding in isolation. That's in nuts. one of the most dangerous places in the world. <laughs> Yes, but like I'm a big awesome. fan of the Midgar slums esque like architecture. That's that's my jam. So I am looking forward to this. I hope you I hope you enjoy it and have more memories of it than I do after 20 years. <laughs> Just because I I I don't remember very much about that game, even though I beat it. Anywho, Aroa, what games have you played this week? Uh, pretty much nothing but Zelda. Oh Zelda? right, I was yeah. I was gonna ask how one uh, uh, obtains their legal dump of a legal cartridge for that eventually, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, I mean, I, I've got my sources, and you know, but um, they've yeah, come out. I, mean, I know they've come out with like a proper sixty FPS patch now. Uh yes, I know. Uh, at least the last that I had looked, I haven't looked in a couple of weeks. I'll admit. Um, I, I do know that the performance increases are what's single-handedly causing me go from uh, Ryujin Inks to Yuzu, because yeah. I, I guess it's like a day and night difference. Yeah, very much, very much so. Um, I, now, now I, that it actually works in Yuzu at all, it works much better. I think that's probably going to be the way that I enjoy this particular installation of the Zelda titles. I was, actu- I would, I would recommend it. Yeah, I was actually reading through some stuff about Yuzu and Ryujinx, and part of the reason like you had got the you, you were able to buy your copy a couple weeks early somehow mm-hmm. your GameStop mm-hmm. had it and it's weird that the clerk had a pirate hat on uh, yeah it's weird and anyway uh yuzu and ryujinx the creators were like we don't optimize our our engines or our emulators until the game is actually released yeah so that could be part of why you were having some performance issues is oh, they, they didn't yeah. they didn't push out a patch for it until after the game yeah, was they, actually released. Uh, at least it, 
I, I didn't really read much about Ryujing's, um really commenting on it at all, but the, the Yuzu dev specifically, uh, because I think their emulator was packaged with a release of the game online. Uh, they like made a very public statement that was like, look, uh, I don't, don't do that for one, but also like, we don't condone this. We're not releasing any updates for Yuzu that have anything to do with the game until after it actually comes out because fuck you, like, stop it. Stop doing this. Stop making emulation look like piracy land. Because yeah. even though, even though on a current console, it is, let's face it. Like that's the only reason that emulation for current gen consoles exists. But uh yeah, don't don't make them a target because Nintendo will fucking wreck them. They will yeah. just make up whatever they need to. Exactly. Like they they'll figure out a way to do it. But so Yuzu has to be as as much just saying no, we can't we can't have you do this. We don't want to support we don't want yeah, to support they, piracy. Right. So and, but yeah, uh, it, like I, I'm actually having problems right now because the fan on my on my actual switch is dying. Oh no. So um yeah, it just starts making a really awful grinding sound every once in a while and I've been able to hit it to make it stop, but it's starting to need to be hit more. Uh, um why don't you just replace the fan? Because it's a big pain in the ass, but I, I did buy a fan uh earlier today. Uh so hopefully it'll be here sometime this week and then I'll do it. Good. But I was like, yeah. I was going to go to Micro Center, but the wife needed the car, so then I hit it a little bit, and now it's not yeah. working. So, it, it, well, that's good. Zelda's good game, I'm, though, right? God, it's so I, I hear it's, like, phenomenally good. It's, it, it is really... I, I was thinking about it uh, a couple days ago, and it's like... It's very much uh, Ocarina of Time versus uh, Majora's Mask, where, like, Majora's Mask was something that they put out relatively soon after the first game. Yeah. Like, and in doing that, they reused a lot of assets from the first game, which was, which is fine uh, because that let them focus on making a better game. And that seems to be very similar uh, in, in the case of breath of the wild versus tears of the kingdom where they, they were able to, and, and they didn't rush it like they did with uh, with Majora's Mask. But Tears of the Kingdom is just like, they took everything that worked well in Breath of the Wild and refined the fuck out of that and then just added more amazing shit on top of it and like just took everything that they learned from the development of the first game and put that towards the second game. There's so much. It's, it's fucking just an absolute just fucking masterpiece it's fucking so masterpiece with, with what little i've seen i was initially worried because all the content created which it's not a big number but all the content creators that i do watch who were playing the game were like haha i'm going to strap 10 rockets on this ha ha and i was really worried that that seemed like it was becoming a universal solvent luckily when you actually sit down and like think about the puzzles it's like in the first one there's many ways to solve whatever particular issue you're looking at yeah but uh, boy, does it reward creativity in a weird way, it, or you it, know, just drawing giant robots with big old flaming boners. 
it's amazing that this is a Zelda game where one of the solutions to a puzzle was to create a baseball machine. That's cool. Well, they do love baseball in Japan. They do. Like, it's just, it's so weird that Zelda went from being, like, high fantasy with, like, every once in a while there's, like, something that shoots lasers to being, like, essentially where World of Warcraft is, where, like, it's sci-fi fantasy, where, like, there's just as much fucking sci-fi wacky robot shit going on as there is high fantasy magic shit. I am... it's really weird. I am it's all, really just all good. I am really excited to play uh, Legend of Zelda: Nuts and Bolts. That's it's going to be fun. <laughs> really like it. Anyway, That's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about me for a second. The games I played. Uh, played some more Redfall. I think we're in the. There's only like two areas. I think in the game. And we're in the secondary. Only person still playing that game. There's like I, I forty or no four hundred people on Steam, I think. Yeah, which and is not a lot. I, I know a lot of people, people are probably playing on Game Pass, but like, yeah, people bought the game. People don't want Game. It's like with Epic. People don't want Epic, so they they wait for a Steam release or they'll buy it on Steam. Um, and people, you know, people don't want Game Pass. They don't want to have another thing that they're giving money to, so they just. Buy games so on Steam. Seventy dollars to a game that isn't worth ten dollars. It's exactly, exactly. It's okay. Like I'm having fun, but again, I'm having fun because I'm playing with Durga and Sarah. So, if it, if I were just playing the game by myself, I don't think I would be having as much enjoyment out of it. And we're finally to a part where. And this might change. We might just find new weapons and and be more powerful. But we're finally to a part in the game where act- the enemies actually pose a threat to us. Because for the first like half of the game, you're going through and just dominating all of the enemies you run across. And now we're to a point where we actually have to like watch our health meters and stuff. Which is nice to actually have a little bit of difficulty in the game. But I'll We'll probably beat it either. I mean, if we play it on Monday uh, this week, we might beat it this Monday or possibly the next the next week. And then uh, Wednesday and Thursday, because I, I had to go do something on Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday, I played Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and that game still doesn't run great, but the patches that they've released have made it run a lot better. I still think it has some caching issues with the shaders where you'll go into a newish area and I'll start like stuttering because it's loading up the shaders, which it really should just do that automatically. Even even emulators have the ability to just be like pre pre cache the shaders and then you're good to go. But they don't do that. So you have to wait and it stutters and it's annoying. But that being said, the the game is really fun. I, I just got a dash ability so I can dash in midair. It's pretty great. Um, there's I also do have an honorable a... mention before you proceed. Sorry, What's I thought that? you were done talking about Star Wars. Um, all of Mortal Kombat 11 and Injustice 2, like all of both of those games, are 10 bucks right now on Steam. Nice. That's, I... that's a pretty good deal, actually. I know they're coming out with 
another Mortal Kombat game, right? Mortal yes. Kombat 1. Oh, right, yes. We're not, that's a story we're not talking about because we have way too many stories already. And then, uh, I was going to say Star Wars, there's a giant frog that you can go fight. And uh, I was playing it, and somebody came into my stream, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is the hardest boss in the game. Yeah, he's, and it's like a throwback to the first game. Yeah, it's such a... Where he was the hardest boss in that game, too. Yeah, I, I hate it. So I have to try to beat it, but it's a mini boss. So it doesn't really matter. Like, I, you can beat the game without fighting this guy. Anywho, we're going to move on to the last game I played, which was Software Inc. Uh, you know, I grew my business a little bit, made a few million dollars, made an operating system, uh, had an employee that wouldn't stop complaining, so I fired them. They're like, it's too noisy. Like, because on the top left, you get like, oh, your employees are complaining about this or, you know, this person went on vacation. And this person just kept complaining that it was too noisy in the office. And so, like, every day they would come in and just be like, it's too noisy. I'm too stressed because you have me in crunch mode. Blah, blah, blah. And so I fired her ass. Uh, which was great. It felt good. Now I'm I'm turning into Jeff Bezos. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> One little th- she's like, I want to start a union. I'm like, nope, can't have that. Uh, so anyway, games games fun. I think, and I've read some some reviews on it, and and some people you know chatting in Reddit's and stuff saying that the game is very complicated. It has very complicated systems. But it's actually incredibly easy to make money. And that's what I found, is that it just seems like after I release a product, uh, it doesn't really matter how well it scores or anything. I just made like $5 million in like two days. It was great. Wish it was that easy in real life. Anywho, we're going to move on to some news stories. Uh, This is an update to a story that we spoke about not too long ago. Do you guys remember talking about the UK, not part of the EU anymore, the UK denying the merger between uh, Microsoft and Activision? Yep. I thought it was kind of weird that they had a say, but I mean, I get it. It's a global market. Well, they, yeah, they have I a, also felt that was odd. They have a say in their, like the UK. So they, they wouldn't be able to merge in the UK because they have to register the businesses. It's it's complicated, but yes, basically each each country or or major area has their own say in how it's run in that particular uh, country. We'll talk about that later too, uh, with with so another just one of close our stories. Activision UK. Well, that that's that's what I'm wondering, and I don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is, especially with news we have right now, where the European Union not the UK, has approved the merger between Activision and Blizzard. And if the United... I don't know. The United States hasn't weighed in on this yet, have they? I don't think uh, it's been I've, approved in the USA. I, yeah, I believe they've, they've put off everything for right now. Okay. They're so, probably more concerned with, uh, you know, the, other the things. country running out of money. Oh, God. I'm trying 
we're not going to talk about that because it's the dumbest shit. So, uh, the UK Activision, uh, I'm sorry, the European Union Activision Blizzard merger has been approved. If the United States comes and says, hey, we are also going to approve this merger, I'm thinking the UK is just going to cave. That's, that's my don't. thought. Then Activision business operations in the UK just goes away. Yeah, that it was, that would be it would be really dumb if at that point they don't do it because then Activision and Microsoft have the leverage to just say, okay, well then you guys don't get Call of Duty. Yeah, and then I mean, then it, it, they're, they're not like Ubisoft where they have a. a uh, a, a studio in like every I, I, I'm trying to think of like what a good example is for Europe Does, doesn't every like different country out there have a different Ubisoft there's studio? Uh, they have they have several in yeah. in various countries like there's uh, Ubisoft Montreal and uh, Ubisoft I think is actually based in France that sounds right I guess what I'm ultimately getting at is does Activision have that sort of similar setup well, like, I, if, it, if that was the case, I could totally understand why it's even an issue at all. But I don't think that's the case. Well, yeah. I do. I think, um, at least in the UK, I don't. I think maybe they have. They probably have at least one or two studios in the UK. But I doubt that they're large enough to where they couldn't just move them to some other European country if they wanted to. And like, they're those workers are probably getting paid well enough where they could they could feasibly move and it'd be worth it for them. But uh, I but I think the what I'm trying to say is with with that we're not going to sell Call of Duty in the UK. And, and I, that I don't would even know hurt. if that would I don't even know if that would be a thing that they'd have to worry about. I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing ideas because I again, I think that they're eventually just going to cave and uh, yeah. join the European well, it, Union and the United States in approving it. Yeah, but you are right that they could just, if it really came down to it, they'd be like, okay, UK just doesn't get any Activision games. Exactly. Whatever. And because like they're they're going to make so much more money from the rest of the European Union. Like, oh, yeah. They, they don't need it. They don't even need to care. And the, it does say here, this is from Gizmodo, um, it says that they have, the European Union has approved the 68.7 billion god damn that's a lot of money a uh, billion dollar deal uh, to go forward as long as the companies pinky swear they'll throw a competitive bone to other publishers like and couldn't you that, yeah by that they mean they they do a 10 year agreement where they allow customers to stream Activision Blizzard games over cloud gaming services that aren't owned by Microsoft for 10 years. They, I don't know why it's 10 years, because they, they did the same thing uh, in the United States where they started doing, oh, it's 10 years. Why don't they make that just a perpetual thing? Just say, because you have to do it forever. It's supposed to give, well, because Microsoft slash Activision, like those are the ones that are coming up with this, this bargain. And yeah. 10 years sounds like a really long time. And in most of these big, like, we're trying to convince you of this sort of deals, it's really a matter of 
we need to give time for the competition to adapt to the situation. So they need to give time for Sony to make their own Call of Duty or or Electronic Arts to make be- Medal of Honor. Better, better Medal of Honor, I guess. Yeah, like, I don't know. Whatever they want to do. I, yeah. I Ultimately, I don't think, I don't even think that the... The, the the reasoning behind approving it makes any fucking sense at all. Uh, but at the same time, like, I guess I don't really know the more that I think about it from a, a competition standpoint. Like, did, I don't know why this really matters all that much for that. This is really more about like the games industry as a whole just looks to suffer as a result of this because of further conglomeration of of control over the industry. Like it's I, just you, you you're gonna have you're gonna have less I guess openings for, for creativity and for making the industry better. At the same time though this is Activision. They weren't doing anything good for the industry anyway, so I guess, like, why Why do I care? Yeah, I mean, they're not... What, what they, they, make, they make Diablo and, and World of Warcraft, right? Yeah, like I said, they're not doing anything good for yeah. the industry, so... <laughs> exactly. We're going to move on. We're going to talk, because we're going to... Again, we have a lot of stories to, to burn through here, but we'll update as we get more news on this Activision Microsoft merger. So, Dead by Daylight is getting a a, a spin-off by Supermassive and Midwinter Games. Um huh. the guys who make Supermassive is is the guys who make like Until Dawn. Yeah. And Man of Medan. So they're making a I assume horror game based off Dead by Daylight that is in the style of Man of Medan or you know whatever so kind of a like a telltale game i i don't know how that's gonna work i'm sure it will be fine it's just gonna be a horror game yeah it's weird because like i absolutely think that the main draw for dead by daylight for most casual players is that Oh boy, I can play as Michael Myers in this video game. I I could play as Pinhead in video game. We licensed characters. Look at me. I'm I'm uh fucking Chris Redfield running away from the uh, some other licensed killer. I don't I can't think of another one. Is Freddy moment, in the but... game? Freddy is in the game, right? Yeah, yeah, Freddy Krueger. Oh no, Freddy Krueger's gonna gonna get you, Ada Wong. Look out. But but uh, but Freddy Krueger invades your dreams, and in that it's not a dream. Oh no, thing. he does. He he makes you fall asleep. Oh okay. They good. they they do account for that. Oh good. Uh the 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 pig lady from Saw is gonna be chasing around fucking uh, Nicholas Cage in a few weeks. That's literally just Nicholas Cage. He's not playing a character. It's just Nicholas Cage is going to be added as a survivor to the game. And it's just Nicolas Cage running around. Well, I can't wait until Brendan Fa- Brendan Fraser and who else is pop? Keanu Reeves. 
that, that I could really see Keanu Reeves doing the same thing. Yeah, I could see I could see them doing I, that. I was yeah. ho- I was hoping that it was going to be a tie-in with that uh, Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff movie that that he did. There's a Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff movie. Yeah, it's Nick. I don't remember the name of the movie, but it's just Nicolas Cage beating the shit out of animatronics for like an hour and a half. Oh, fun! There's also, well, we'll talk about the the movie later, but uh, there's also that Winnie the Pooh movie. They should bring. Oh yeah. They should bring Winnie the Pooh as a. <laughs> they are. They put. They're putting fucking Naughty Bear. Ooh. As a as a skin for the trap, naughty. You never played Naughty Bear. Oh, I think I've heard. I think I've heard of it, but I've never played it. It's uh. So I, I guess uh, behavior made Naughty Bear, uh, which is like, it's basically like Hitman, but you're a teddy bear. Oh, in 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 a teddy bear world, <laughs> and it's just a stealth game where you go around and fucking kill teddy bears because they didn't invite you to some guy's birthday party and that's just going to be a skin for one of the other characters yeah yeah for the trapper which it works really well for being the trapper so i'm okay with that even so, though nobody uh, plays trapper so as you notice by the fact that we just started talking about the game uh <laughs> i don't think we really give a shit that supermassive is what? making a dead by daylight Game. That's that's the thing. It, it, what what I I started on and then immediately got sidetracked uh, though is that like there is lore in the game. There is a lot of lore in the game. The problem is is that it's pretty much all text, and there are like some cutscene type things that you get as rewards for like doing a bunch of arbitrary challenges as particular characters. But very few people, I, I, I assume at least, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like very few people actually give a shit about any of that. So it's weird to me that they're going to make this like presumably character-driven game that is going to be focusing on their original characters that are ostensibly the least popular ones. I, I don't I don't know. I don't get it. But maybe it'll maybe it'll be good. I, I do have a lot of uh I I think Supermassive can make a pretty good narrative experience out of just about anything. So I'll I'll probably play it or at least watch somebody play it. I'll probably play it, especially if it's included with Game Pass, but it it won't be. So I'll probably have to buy it. Hopefully it's not. uh, Who's publishing it? That's true. Um, Well, it's being it's being made by supermassive and midwinter i wonder if one's the publisher and like if midwinter is the publisher and supermassive is the the creative force but i'm not sure oh no midwinter is working on a separate game oh okay interesting so i am i don't know apparently there was another spinoff game and i totally forgot about this called hooked on you which is yeah, a, that was a visual novel that was done as a is like an April Fool's thing. Yeah, and did you play that? I know you like visual no, novels. My 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 sister in law played it, and it was like just bleh. Right. Uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about the next one. Uh, Google will soon purge inactive accounts. This is again from Gizmodo. So I think Twitter also said that they're gonna purge inactive accounts as well. Uh, and they yeah. did that. They did that previously. Um, yeah, this came this came out shortly after Twitter announced it, which was 
probably just a weird coincidence, but it certainly feels like Google was going, oh, if they can get away with it, fuck it, why can't we? Yeah, so, well, it says the tech giant says it will soon start deleting accounts that have gone two years or longer without a login or other demonstration of engagement. Stored content on Gmail, Workspace, YouTube, and Photos. What about Google Plus? Uh, will all be on the chopping block, along with, along with the associated Google accounts themselves under the new policy outlined in the company blog post, posted Tuesday. I know there's, a, there's some outrage with, with Twitter and with Google deleting these older accounts that haven't been active for a while, but, I mean, if you haven't logged into your Google account for two years... Maybe I'm guessing yeah. a majority of these people just use them as like gorilla mail to make an account with something else. And that's not gonna change. Like just because they can't send you emails anymore doesn't mean you're not gonna be able to log into whatever you needed that burner for. Right. And also, like if if you are using that like to create accounts and stuff, there you would still be able to like you should still log in every once in a while. And what I mean by that, if you create another account with that with that Gmail or whatever, you're going to log in to get that code or whatever. So I think this is, I think maybe they should have gone a little bit further back, maybe three or five years instead of just two years. But it it doesn't really affect me and it doesn't affect. If you haven't, if if you're just, if you used a Google account as a burner, like one time, you probably don't care what happens to it. Exactly. And they have burner accounts you can you can get now. Just they do. like fifteen minute email or whatever. The main the main reason that I think that this is concerning uh was that they didn't specify because they, they said that YouTube accounts were included, but they didn't specify whether or not they were going to be deleting accounts that had videos on them and the person just hadn't logged in. Um Google has since made a statement saying that they are not going to delete accounts that have YouTube videos on them. But how do we know that we can trust that? I don't know that they, that they won't specify that like we won't delete accounts that have videos on them that actually have gotten a view in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, um, you know, if, if you're not uploading regularly or whatnot, I could, I could see that. Where there are, there are two channels in particular uh, that I know of that should not be deleted for any reason, even though they don't get anything uploaded. Uh, Reaton Entertainment and Oroa Entertainment. No, uh, one of them. One of them is uh, it's like Kitty Zero something something. Uh, he was a he was a Gary's Mod Machinima uh, guy. Uh, he died. He's dead. Right. Died of cancer. Yeah. Um, his shit is amazing. And there, there's no reason to not leave that up as an archive f- forever. Uh, same with villainwins.mid. Uh, some fucking weirdo that made some of the most cracked out Windows 3D movie maker videos I've ever seen hasn't uploaded in 11 years. Uh, that shit still needs to stay up though. Like, and, and for more practicality, like there are probably a lot of YouTube channels that have uploaded 
like tutorials on how to use archaic software or how to do some thing with like, I don't know, construction or something. People have, have uploaded things that are important to other people and you can't, you can't just go and fucking delete them because they're costing you money whenever you're a platform like YouTube. And like, I know, yes, they can, but that's shitty. It's it stupid. And like, yeah, the Internet Archive exists, but I don't think it's fair to rely on manually setting these things to be archived by the Internet Archive whenever Google has plenty of fucking storage space for all of these dumb videos. And let's be fair, storage space just keeps getting cheaper. Like, I mean, if you're a company like Google, you have the storage space. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, I'm, I'm honestly kind of surprised that these, or, well, I would be kind of surprised if one of these cloud providers didn't just, like, own a fucking hard drive factory at this point. Or have at least a little bit of stake in one. Yeah. Like, own a percentage of it. But yes, I... Hopefully they will they will say hey you know as long as they have you know if they have videos on that we're not going to delete their channel or that, videos which yeah, would be that, fair that is what they said but like they 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 were just vague enough where I feel like they could turn that around anytime they wanted yeah and, and say and and say hey we at this point we're gonna anybody they they have to have a certain amount of subscribers or views or something like that on the videos. Right. It can't just be they have one video on their page. Yeah. Sorry, and, you weren't successful enough. Your memories are gone forever. Exactly. And, it, and like, that's, that's also like a thing of, there are a lot of bot channels on YouTube, uh, channels that are used to like test functionality or that just pump out, garbage for no apparent reason there are channels that exist solely to waste google's resources by uploading videos of procedurally generated static which is really hard to compress so they're as large as they can possibly be and take a lot to actually stream the video um i get that google wants to try to kill those accounts but the funny thing about that is that this wouldn't have anything to do with those because they regularly upload they regularly so, like, upload, and they have viewers. They probably have more <laughs> subscribers than we do. Probably have more subscribers than I do. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, it's the and the the main thing that I want to take away from this though is that if you have the resources, as I do, uh, to back up all of the things on the internet that you like, you have to do it yourself. That would be great. That's why I have that's why I have like a terabyte of YouTube videos that I've archived now. Good. I'm I don't have that ma that many resources and I have I have my hard drive space dedicated somewhere else. I actually do have that much. I have lots of space. I have like 20 something you terabytes just, that I can that that are free. You got all those uh you got all those laser disc archive recordings. You got to keep them do, safe. I need to do those. I, I before we move on to the next story, I got a remote for my Laserdisc player. So, very excited about that. I could watch the same Laserdisc over and over and over again without getting off your couch. You don't have to rewind it anymore. Yeah. Well, no. The, uh, the funny point, the, I'm still going to have to get up and change the disc over. Uh, and if... if th thankfully, my Laserdisc player has 
dual side support, so it'll it'll automatically flip. Because if you're watching a CA, <laughs> if you're watching a CAV version, the remote's not going to do anything. You're still going to have to get up every thirty minutes and flip the disc. Anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Overwatch. Overwatch Two is cutting their story mode, which is <laughs> is bullshit. Wasn't that like one of the big reasons they needed to make Overwatch 2? It's like, we're overhauling the engine to better support this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> and now they're getting rid of the story mode, which was, I, I don't think they were going to be long, right? Like, they, it was going to be... It was supposed to be like a fully fleshed out, like, single player campaign thing with like... Like, like you were gonna be able to get XP for your for your favorite Overwatchers and like upgrade Tracer's ass or whatever. Yes, but I thought I thought each individual story was gonna be fairly short, just a couple hours, and then they would, or or was it not gonna be specific heroes that you would play through their specific stories? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think it was supposed to be like a, a campaign and you just like pick a character and you can go through the campaign and like switch characters whenever you wanted for different reasons. This is from Kotaku. At least I thought so. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Uh, it says on May 16th, Blizzard outlined its future plans for Overwatch 2, offering new information on the long awaited, long awaited story content revealed back when the sequel was announced in 2019. Fuck them. <laughs> That's that's the that's the update. Fuck you guys. Uh it says Overwatch 2 is in the midst of its fourth fourth season. It's been out for like 8 months. Uh which added Lifeweaver, a new support hero that has already seen several tweaks since launching. Um it says the team will introduce a new limited time event called Mischief and Magic, which similar to a recent Starwatch event seems like themed reskin of the game's offering a fantasy vibe instead of Star Watch's sci-fi lean. Um, where oh, is... Oh, shit, you're right. Wow. I totally thought Overwatch 2 came out in, like, 2021. No, it's only been, like, eight months. It, it came out in October of last year. Yeah. Holy shit. October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. Yeah, eight months. How? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, Just give up on your projects. Everything will be okay. So yes, they are getting rid of the story that the, the story mode that they were going to put into the game, which kind of sucks. Um, I I don't like when they cut content, especially when it was gonna actually be something that hopefully was fun. But and it's so weird because like they were gonna make you pay for it, and that was gonna cover the development cost of it. Oh, they and found out they... <laughs> there are idiots who buy battle passes. Yeah, but it's like, okay, just fucking double dip. Like, you don't want money? I guess they don't. Like, I guess not. I don't know. But I, but I also, I, I said in a conversation with, with uh, my other friends that, like, th this seems, if anything, like, this uh this branch of blizzard the overwatch branch of blizzard either determining that no one wants single player overwatch or very few people do and so they're just cutting the resources to this project or they ran out of ideas 
They couldn't figure out how to make a compelling single player campaign using a game setup that is ostensibly multiplayer first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, or they just got greedy and decided, let's just put all of our resources into the part of the game that actually will make us money now that uh, consistently. They did say that they're in season six. They are still going to have story missions. So I think you're right. Like they had a big overarching story that was going to be included and that got gutted. And now what they're doing is they're going to have individual story missions. They are adding the firing range back to the game in season six. They already have it, I thought. Uh, that's what it says, at least. So maybe, that, maybe they're upgrading it. Maybe that's what that means. Uh, yeah, because I know... Well, I mean, there's like a practice mode or whatnot in the game. So... Is there, like the, I know the original Overwatch had like a firing range stage where it would teach you the basics of how to play each individual character. Yeah, they but... still have a practice mode. So I'm not sure if they're up... They, they must be upgrading it or something. Oh, anyway. It's weird to me that, like, unless the game is just absolutely struggling, which maybe it is. I know a lot of people are very much down on on Overwatch 2, and I totally get why they are. I think the way that they've done their their players is pretty dirty. Uh, but I also, like, I, I just think it's weird that uh, unless unless it is just failing miserably, that, like, this part of Blizzard is making such a stupid decision uh, or at least an a, a anti-player decision whenever uh, Blizzard that's doing World of Warcraft is currently in the middle of like the best uh, expansion slash season of the game uh, since Wrath? in a very long time. No, not since Wrath. Oh, but, okay. Uh, since, uh, probably since bfa probably since legion honestly i have uh, no idea which i i barely played legion but i i know from from what i've played of legion as well as from what the the overall sentiment is legion was like the pinnacle of the game in general and uh I don't know, so so far everything's been amazing and it's just weird that like the best that that overwatch 2 has been able to put out that's like been interesting at all was that they had a crossover with one punch man like... they, did. they did yes they did but we are uh we're gonna move on and talk about our next story and our next story is about three companies that we all hate google facebook and amazon and it appeared somebody else brought up this story but it looks like google Facebook and Amazon have started laying off a bunch of people. We know about that. They, you know, they they've announced like, oh, we're laying off like ten thousand people. Oh, we're laying off five thousand people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it seems that they are now supplementing those losses by hiring cheap foreign workers. They're outsourcing all of their jobs because they don't want to pay Americans a decent wage. Well, they're they're paying for or are sponsoring uh, foreign workers to work via H-1B visas, which right. basically means they're taking a bunch of, of Indian guys and going to pay them a lot less than, than Americans because Indians are the uh, 
not not to be politically incorrect, they're the Mexicans of the of the IT world. Well, no, no, let's. I I will I will counter that just a little bit, because when I worked at Facebook, uh, a couple of the people I worked with were from Mexico on those visas. <laughs> um, super nice yeah, guys. A lot of major companies I've worked at, like global companies, have had people from Mexico on H one visas. Yeah, oh, and wow. I and and one of the guys, I'm gonna give his first name. His his name was Lancelot, and I was like, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> he picked that name. He must. Yeah, he must have picked my name. Um, but yeah, he was. Uh, you know, they were they were great guys. Uh, but yeah, they were. They, I've seen it in the tech field where they'll where they will sponsor them for those visas because it is cheaper. Right, they'll bring them up here for six months to a year on a contract. They don't have to pay them benefits. They don't have to uh, do certain things. They can pay them, you know, cheaper because. And they can honestly, treat them like shit because they're dangling their livelihood over their head at every hour of the day. Exactly, and they could also say, you know, hey, how much money are you going to make down in Mexico when you could come up here and make twice that or three times that? but still be making less than what we would pay an engineer or something uh, that, you know, is, is from the United States. It's, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit is what it is. And I don't like it. And I don't like that they, you know, would lay off 10,000 people and then just outsource that, those jobs or bring them over um, because that's they're the way to save money. Do you have anything else to say about this before we move on? It's just not what you should be doing if you're having like record profits at the year. Gum. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I hate that's another thing I hate is they'll come out and say we are making record profits, and then lay people off, and say, well, we're not making as many profits as we want. That's part of the reason why I stopped watching WWE. Uh, they were they were announcing record profits and then firing two dozen wrestlers to save on the budget. And that's just not cool at the beginning of the pandemic. So it's, it's not even, Hey, you know, we're, we, we need to, you know, spice up the roster or something. We're going to lay you off at the beginning of the pandemic when you have nowhere else to go, which is just bullshit. And they did that. Uh, they, you know, they do that with Google and Facebook and Amazon is the tech industry is really low right now. And they're laying a lot of people off. And so you have all these engineers and IT support and stuff that are are going to not be able to find a job. And if they do find a job, because the market's so tough, they're probably going to have to take a pay cut, which is just bullshit. Like they're going to be they're going to be working for less than what you're what they're worth because the market is so tight right now. It's just bullshit. Anywho, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit, and we're moving on um, to a... Apparently, I think this was Nick Lotus brought up this story. Yeah. The the Tears of the Kingdom infinite item glitch. Has... Have either... Well, actually, the only one who's played it is Aroa. Have you done this? Infinite item glitch. I don't really... Unlike whenever I was a child, wherein... I got a game console and then was like, give me the game shark for it. Um, I 
don't like to completely ruin my experience of a game uh, the first time through it anymore. Uh, I don't know why you would do this to yourself. I don't um, like che- I don't like cheating in games anyway, or ex- uh, exploiting games anyway. I know uh, Connor there for a while really enjoyed modding so games and stuff. I do enjoy like there is a part of me that just to my core loves glitches, exploits, uh, slapping a memory editor on something like that. Not because I want to ruin the experience, but just because, haha! Look what I made the look! Look what I made the computer do! You know? Yeah, yeah. And I for, I, and for I do a think game this like, is interesting. For a game like Zelda, I could see why someone would do this. Is like, what's the difference between having, I don't know, uh, I, I I'm not exactly sure the items you can clone, but what's the difference between having like one beetle and a thousand beetles? Is it two hundred hours of content running around looking for it, or is it twenty minutes of doing an exploit? I get that. Yeah, and and I think for this is they you can duplicate the items and then sell them, mm-hmm. and then you get lots and lots of money to do stuff mm-hmm. in the game. So and I don't know about Tears of the Kingdom, but I knew though at least in Breath of the Wild Master Mode, I was filthy rich in that game. Is, the, is money is a hard a thing harder, to get? It no. is a lot harder to make money, at least according to my wife. I don't know. I I didn't play enough of the first game to really know how the economy was but she actually brought up yesterday that like it really seems like tears of the kingdom makes it a lot harder to make money she felt like she was just rolling in dough in the first game and in this one she's struggling <laughs> to to make enough cash to buy much of anything um this, this reminds this glitch reminds me of the w item glitch in final fantasy 7 classic and uh, it's it seems very similar to how item duplication works in uh, Elder Scrolls games. Yeah, we would do that in uh, in Payday. Uh, yeah, pick up the, the card or whatever objective you're trying to get. If you oh, synchronize yeah. it at the same time, the, the engine can't despawn it fast enough. Yeah, so you both pick up the card. It's pretty great. It, it probably has to do with like tick rates or something. Anyway. It's, it's a race condition. Yeah. Yes. These, these are fairly common. Um, and the newest patch does not fix this either. Nice. Uh, it is also very easy. I I have seen like like this is the sort of thing where it would be cool for whenever you are experimenting with certain things, um, particularly like uh, the their items that because I don't really, I don't want really to spoil it. But there, there are certain items that are rather difficult to get, but allow for the wacky stuff that you've seen probably in social media posts of like the, the flamethrower stuff and all that. Uh, I could see using this exploit to clone those items for the purpose of doing something really wacky and silly for a video or just to see what happens. But I don't understand what you really get out of it if you duplicate a whole bunch of diamonds and then sell them and then you you get all the big high level equipment that you the, can buy. The only thing I would want to duplicate, which I again I'm probably not gonna do this glitch when I play through the game, is I don't like the durability in Breath of the Wild. And so it duplicating is so not a problem. Oh good. Good. It, it there there is there is a there's a power that you get in the very beginning of the game that essentially makes your ability like not even a, a thought anymore. And it's well, fantastic. Perfect. Is it that time rewind thing? I was wondering if that worked with that. It is. It is not that. Okay. 
So this is, I'll, I'll just go through it real quick. It's just a few steps. Pull out your bow, press up on the D-pad and attach the item you want to duplicate to it. Press start to open your inventory. Drop the bow that you have equipped. Equip a new bow. Press start two times very quickly to close and reopen the menu. Uh, drop the bow you have equipped and then close out of your inventory screen and then you have two bows. So you have two of the items that you... So it's basically you you go into the menu, you drop the item, you go back into the menu, you drop the item, and then it duplicates it somehow. Um, and you said that's similar to how it works in Elden Ring. Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. Uh, Elder Scrolls games. It's 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 something similar. I I don't really know how to do it myself, but I know that it involves like you drop something in your inventory, but then you immediately reopen your inventory and do and drop something else. And then whenever you do, you get like three of the first item or something stupid like that. I don't remember, but like, I I think uh, MMOs typically have this sort of thing too with item duplication and they, they do get patched out unlike this one. So, but we'll uh, we'll see if it gets patched out in tears of the kingdom. Uh, We are going to look at a, a movie now though, based on a video game called five nights at Freddy's. Yeah. I, uh, I'm way too excited about this. I mean, way, way too excited. Connor and I were talking about this a little bit before you were able to hop into the call. And I told him that it's going to be bad. But is it going to be is it going to be enjoyable and bad? I don't think it's even going to be bad. I really don't. I don't think it's going to be great. Like, I don't think it's going to be like. The Mad Max so, of the the E rated movie, you know. Yeah, let, let me let me. I guess I guess change. Wait, is it E rated? Or, or, or it's it's probably going to be. It's it's made for it can't teeny be. boppers. It can't be. It'll be PG. PG thirteen makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. it will be. I was like, it's not uh, going to be G. It's definitely not going to no. be G. You know that movie where the animatronics like what, what do they do? Eat the face off of a child? Yeah. G G rating right there. It it will be PG thirteen uh, almost definitely. Um. But no, uh, Scott Coffin, as much as I disagree with his politics, uh, he is very passionate about what he puts out as as products. Um, and he has been very, very deeply involved with the making of this film for the past six years, including making the whole thing like start over from the beginning in terms of writing and all that. Uh, he's very involved with keeping the lore at least somewhat stable uh like he 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 very much remains a part of the franchise and does everything he can to make it as good as it can be i i very much respect him for that i just wish that he wasn't a pro-lifer um but outside of that like like i the trailer the teaser trailer looks fucking great like the animatronics look good uh, I, if they didn't build an actual animatronic Freddy, then they animated an animatronic Freddy that looks real. Uh, oh, that, I'm I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm watching this trailer and it definitely does look like they have an actual animatronic Freddy. I imagine, um, if you ever want, if you ever watch that little movie, I don't know if you guys have heard Star Wars. Um, nope, never heard of it. You know, they have like nine different R2-D2s. 
for like different it, shots and stuff. Oh, and yeah, so yeah. I imagine with the same thing with like uh, old movies like Back to the Future, they had like a you know, they had like five or six DeLoreans um that yeah. they would use. And so most likely uh they have a couple animatronic uh Freddies that they have to use for specific shots. But like like the the thumbnail for the trailer that looks like all of the all the animatronics there are CG and it there were a couple of shots I remember from the trailer that looked like they were pretty like they were probably CG but even having some of them be practical like that is so far above and beyond what I expect out of a licensed movie nowadays um like this doesn't this doesn't have the same feeling to it that like the slender man movie had uh yeah. whenever yeah, i watched the trailer for that and i was like wow that just looks like shit it looks like they didn't pay any attention to what the established lore was or anything meanwhile uh i'm re-watching the teaser right now and i love how close so much shit in the pizzeria is in terms of design and like even just placement of things in the room, like how accurate it is to various uh, games, because you, you uh, there's stuff from pizzeria simulator that you see in here. Like the ball pit is uncannily similar. Um, there's, there's a shot I, I, I called out immediately uh, whenever it shows the security cameras, uh, whenever it's zooming in, on the one screen that has all of them standing on the stage uh, with the curtains closed. That is literally the first camera that you see whenever you open the cameras in the first Five Nights at Freddy's. It's the exact same angle, but I don't think it's like pulled from the game. I think they just recreated it perfectly. And I, I love that. Like, I'm... I, I hate... <laughs> that this franchise has such a uh, such a following of little children and like zoomers and shit and that I have to be associated with them in terms of how much I, I really like this franchise but like the actor that they have playing who I'm assuming is William Afton looks fucking great uh, I love that they're actually seemingly endangering children Instead of it just being guy in a in a security room, like, and it just yeah. because like they could have they could have just had this be like a ninety minute movie where it's just a dude and some CG robots doing spooky shit, but they're not. They they're they're doing what looks to be a lot of really cool shit with with nods to the lore and like what people in the fandom actually enjoy about the series so so you're you're excited for the movie i i that's <laughs> what i'm getting am, from here i am like the the only reason that i probably won't see it in theaters is because i don't want to be around a bunch of children <laughs> just go during school day go, go while they're at school it is coming out in october isn't it yeah, yeah i could feasibly do that couldn't i Yes, you could. Yeah. You're going to be there and there's still going to be a bunch of children. Or I'll be the only one in there and I'm just going to be this fat, greasy guy going to see the kids' horror movie. It's okay. Durga and I went and watched the the Mr. Rogers movie, not the one with Tom Hanks, 
before that they had a documentary on Mr. Rogers and there were, there was one other lesbian couple in the movie with us. I, I, you know, I, I, I say, I say I'm going to be the the greasy weird guy. I went to fucking Sonic two and I was like, I was the obnoxious guy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like squealing and clapping and shit in the part where where he goes supersonic so like whatever i'm a man of your old kids you're like well that guy just calmed down <laughs> yeah so uh we're gonna move on we got two more stories to talk about the first one is basically ubisoft has been doing pretty poorly um you know they they still release games and i think they're still making some money i'm not sure how their financials look but they're not doing great and propped up by siege probably and what they're doing now is they're like you know what we need to do make more (laughs) assassin's creed (laughs) it's weird they have my photo here and it says this guy he's gonna keep us afloat (laughs) they're right this is from ign it says in its Full year earnings report, Ubisoft reported that in physical year in which its only major releases were Mario plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, Just Dance 2023, and Rocksmith Plus, its net sales were 1.81 billion euros? Um, or 1.97 billion... Uh, dollars. Dollars, yes. Dollar reviews. <laughs> I don't the, the know why my brain... that you use in Greenbacks. A no, I don't. Uh, $1.97 billion is down 14.6% from last year, and it's overall reported uh, an operating loss of 500 million euros, or $543 million. So they lost half a billion dollars. Where'd Uh it go? It's all gone. Yeah. Apparently, it it, it, it was... They thought that the Rabbids game was going to do more. They thought Rabbids and Just Dance were going to make up that half a billion dollars, apparently. Who the fuck does their books? Read, read. People don't want an Assassin's Creed game every year. They're burnt out on it. Except that the franchise literally prints money. So we're probably just going to go back to making a new one every year. Yep, they have reported that not only does Assassin's Creed Valhalla now have 44% more players... Uh, life to date than Origins and 19% more than Odyssey. It's bringing in more money per player than either game, apparently. Valhalla is. People so, are fucking weird. Um, yeah, it is. So they're going to go with another Assassin's Creed game. Um, it does say that the Assassin's Creed franchise in the coming years, they will make more. Assassin's Creed... Mirage is set for release in 2023, and three other major games are on the horizon, alongside an additional VR game and a mobile game in the franchise. Are you going to play Assassin's Motion Sickness VR? <laughs> are you going to play the VR game? Uh, it depends. If it's seventy bucks, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, it, it'll yeah, probably be like it. a thirty dollar experience that I would rate it like a ten dollar value. If I know anything about VR games in general, there's been they've, like three especially that AAA like. VR games, especially AAA VR games. Yeah, they do. If say it ain't that... Pavlov, if it ain't that Warhammer one, that's like has no business being as good as it is. Like, like VR is dope as fuck, but it's got some stinkers. 
It does. Like uh, that that Star Trek game was good for what it was. Bridge crew. I just wish it was more. Yeah, yeah I, I wish just... they would have expanded on that like ever. Yeah, I wish that it was... that was made by Ubisoft, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> that makes everything make sense. Yes. I, I wish that it it was more substantial. Like you had a in the game you had missions that were like 20 minutes long, but I wish there was like an overarching story, even if it was like a short story that was like, you know, 5 hours or something. I think that would have been make fun. The second one. They should make it so you could walk around the bridge and like you don't just have to cuz like VR's a little more advanced now. We could have joysticks and stuff in there. Have it so you like have to walk to your station or walk to other stations when shit's blowing up. Make it a little like it was cool using the computer, but it was just a set piece and it could have been so much more than that. Yeah. But it does say that there are other things coming on the horizon for uh, the next fiscal year. Um, it's got, you know, Assassin's Creed Mirage. It's also got Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division's Resurgence, Rainbow Six Mobile, oh good, that's what I want to play, The Crew Motorfest, Skull and Bones, which has been delayed six times, X Defiant, which I played and was, it's it's all right. (laughs) I already forgot that that existed. Yeah, and it has another large game that has not been named yet. They expect this, which is another Assassin's Creed game. No, uh, Ubisoft expects to say, oh, Wait, wonder if it's Splinter Cell. I would be so happy. With you the know re- what I find interesting is that there's no mention of Beyond Good and Evil 2. Oh, yeah. Uh... They're beyond it already. Yeah. Um, it says they expect to say more about these games in the coming Ubisoft Ford event next month, June 12th. Which we've got a lot of stuff to cover there because I think uh, June's June going to be is going to be so much. Yep, and we our last WWDC, all that. Sony's got their thing they're doing. Yeah. Ubisoft's got their thing they're doing. I'm sure Bethesda will have something, and they'll be like, "Hey, just so you know, we delayed Starfield again." <laughs> and no, they're gonna be like. Don't worry, guys. We've got something for you. It's Skyrim VR on PSVR 2. Yeah. That I could see. I could see them being like, here it is. It's the thing you asked for. Blades 2 on mobile. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wants that. However, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about our last story. Final story of the day. Uh, Montana has banned TikTok. Like, you can't... Living in the country of the free, yeah, you the cannot, land of the brave. You cannot download TikTok on on either Apple devices or Android devices anymore. It is banned. Well, that's not true, but well, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, the, the, we are one step January closer to January first, twenty twenty four. It will be illegal for app stores to allow it to be downloaded. And I think that this is going to get it's it's got to get overturned, right? Like uh, they're already being sued. Like oh, the, yeah. the state of Montana is already being sued by a number of people uh, that are trying to go for a class action lawsuit uh, because this is directly harming their income um, and it's stifling free speech. Uh, there are there are a number of reasons to be against this. Um including and not limited to uh, this sets a very scary precedent. 
Uh, it does. I, I think I mentioned whenever this first started coming about that, like, yeah, as much as I don't like TikTok, um, and, and at least I don't like ByteDance, and the idea of it being a company that has is Byte. Man, what, it's, let it, me let me back up here. ByteDance is a company that owns TikTok. Thank they you. are they are an AI company um, that own I think a few social media platforms, but uh, but TikTok is the only one that they operate in the United States, to my knowledge. And ByteDance coincidentally seems to have a habit of hiring people who end up being um, agents for the Chinese government that stalk journalists and other people who happen to have access to privileged information, which is kind of weird. Um, not saying necessarily that ByteDance is just operating that way intentionally or anything, but yeah, it's kind of shifty sometimes. Uh, in spite of all that, I still think that it should be down to individuals on whether or not they want to participate in this sort of thing. Uh, I can understand, like, okay, I have a work phone, right? Mm -hmm. I can understand my work saying... You shouldn't be allowed, yeah. Yeah, uh, same thing with the government. The government has, like, on federally, federally owned devices said, hey, you can't have TikTok. Which, again, I I'm, fine. Even, I'm fine with that. I could even see it, particularly in the case of being a government agent, you cannot have a TikTok account, period. You yeah. cannot interact with TikTok because you are part of the U.S. government. You, have, you may have access to sensitive information, and we cannot risk this. Like, I totally get that. But the idea of saying that a normal everyday citizen cannot make the decision on their own to go and download TikTok in spite of the knowledge that they have of the platform, that is, in my opinion, unconstitutional and immoral. Yeah, like that's, that's I, I want this fucked. to be the decision of my network administrator, not my senator. Yeah, because right. I, I know at least so when I worked at when I worked at Facebook, uh, we had a we had mobile device management, right? So we would offer the, like, like I'd be like, okay, so you're going to get a company cell phone. And they would be like, well, can I have that on my personal phone? And I would be like, okay, let me run you through this. We will <laughs> install the mobile device management. You have to agree to certain terms. Um, and then also I have the ability to press this button and wipe your phone whenever I deem necessary. And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, so I'll take that company phone. Yeah, because and I've I've worked it, at I've worked at companies that do the same thing. Yeah, and like, it would never happen, right? Like we're not gonna, you know, at, even when I was at Facebook, um, you know, we weren't gonna go in there and wipe somebody's phone unless they lost it or something like that. We weren't gonna send that command. But there's also there's always that chance that there's gonna be a glitch and it's just gonna wipe your phone or something, even if it's a point zero zero one percent chance. You had to do it. I, ha I had to do it once because and, and it wasn't even it was just because they couldn't get their account set up anymore. And the only other option I had was to wipe out the application. But whenever you wiped out the application, you had to wipe the entire phone. Yeah. And so you just have to tell them like you had to tell them that. And then they're like, OK, hey, like, we're going to grab signed this. up for this motherfucker. <laughs> like, and, uh, and part of that MDM 
mobile device management software that you have to install on the phone if you're going to be with the corporation, that particular corporation at least, you can dictate, like, you can't download these specific apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I, I, that's why I'm always hesitant when I work for a company that they're like, hey, we can, we'll let you have, uh, you know, our, uh, you can work off your personal phone or you can get a corporate phone. And like my company offers, I think it's $50 a month. Like they'll pay $50 a month if yeah, you, you use a personal them. phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't do it because we don't have MDM, but I still don't want those emails and stuff coming to my personal phone and just leave that as a, as a secondary phone feature. Uh, and yeah, uh, I don't care. I, ha- I have, I have like, I have all, I have a uh, teams and outlook on my phone. I don't, I don't give a shit. Sometimes See, I get reached out cause like people are having medical emergencies. It just. It, it makes sense for my condition to have an MDM managed device. I and I well, I have so I have a corporate phone. I I have a company phone and I have a a personal phone, and I've been given the option to move over all of my stuff onto my personal phone. But I don't want that because when I'm not on the clock, I don't need to get those messages. And if something is big enough that they've got to get a hold of me, my boss has my personal phone number like my you know my coworkers have my personal phone number in case something like that happens yeah um so and i just like separating like if i'm going to um you know japan or something i don't want to get work calls while i'm in japan because people will message me and instead of putting in a ticket people are like hey can you do this and i'm like yeah if you put in a ticket you know you could set your shit to do not disturb right uh yes i could but I probably would forget. Uh, if but, only, if only your phone had like a profile switcher. Oh uh, yeah, I could not do that. I I don't want to be switching profiles either. That's weird. Anyway, uh, well, because uh, my because uh, BlackBerry, which was oh, like yeah. my second my second choice behind Microsoft's uh, mobile OS, uh, had that had that function where everything you could have a personal side and a work side. And just swap between them anytime, and it was really simple. That's cool. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that being said, I don't think that the government should be able to say, "Hey, unless you no. know, unless it's a malicious app or something." Which I don't. They're trying to make it as if TikTok's malicious just because it's from China. That's it, it, that's like, the reason. They they do have a penchant for spying on people, but it's like in the same capacity that a Facebook employee could spy on a user of Facebook. Look, yeah. I have this AI super app on my phone. I asked about it, and my Bonzi buddy said that it was the only <laughs> app I needed. I didn't need any other TikToks, so I'm going with it. Okay, like, perfect. It, extremely relevant comparison, though, is that Apple doesn't let you use ChatGPT anymore. There are a lot of corporations that are not allowing people to, not allowing their employees to use ChatGPT on work machines, and it's because they're they want people to not put sensitive information into this application that could then leak it inadvertently because how many times uh how many times like at least once every couple of months i'll read a story that's like and again some reddit user leaked classified documentation so that they could win an argument about war thunder right like Like, most stop it (laughs) 
most of the time people are doing this shit to themselves just by being dumb and 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 frankly i don't think that the government should make laws to just keep people from making dumb decisions my my work blocks chat gpt and it kind of makes sense because i you know same thing with connor uh we work in the medical field and hipaa they would yeah i mean i like i work for the power company that's true you could you could cut (laughs) off your own power well i could i like i could feed all any sort of sensitive data in there that you you should not be part could you optimize my grid (laughs) like they 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 put out the the reasoning being that they don't want one they don't want our code to be part of chat gpt's uh data whatever the fuck it's called model but also they don't want chat gpt to spit out bad code that then people just blindly implement because that's a thing and then they fuck everything up and i think that's a fair thing i have a I question don't need congress to tell me that my my I, my question is for you um do you have any like benefits when it comes to like your power bill or anything or is that just no. okay so you pay the same that, would, that everyone else does. Yeah, uh, that that would probably be illegal uh, because oh. of regulations. Probably, yeah. It's probably There's, price I, controlled. I, I, yeah, I won't go into it here, but there is so much regulation that goes into everything involving the power company, even with a privately owned one like like ours. Like, it's pretty nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that was our last story. Montana is banning TikTok. Uh, what is it? January 2024 is when it's going to start being banned? Yep. January uh, for, if it gets uh, that far. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if it doesn't get struck and struck and struck down in the meantime. Uh, it, like, like I said, there are already people who are suing over this. And uh, like, <laughs> it, it'll be really interesting if it does go into effect, how they plan on enforcing this, considering like all you would technically have to do is use a VPN to yeah, connect exactly. to, to, to the app store from another state and download it. Like, okay. Or download an APK and just... Yeah, just fucking download the APK and then go from there. Like, this is what happens whenever you have dumb fucking congressmen making laws about shit they don't understand. And it's $10,000 per violation. Yeah. So, so if you did that in Montana, and what, what happens if you leave Montana? Like, I'm from Oregon. What if I visit Montana? Why would I ever do that? But what if I visit <laughs> Montana and I have TikTok on my phone? Would I then not? Well, you can, your you device can have it on your phone, but you can't update it. That is... That's, That's so dumb. dumb. It's so dumb. It's gonna get. I, I think it's gonna get stricken down. But what I will say is, thank you, Aroa, for being here. Yeah, I, was, I talked a lot. Yeah, thank. Well, that that always happens, but that's fine. At least Parallax Abstraction wasn't here. Otherwise, we'd still be talking about like the third story. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you for being here, Connor. Yeah, I talked uh, not that much. A moderate amount. And I'm the Andy Richter of this show. And you're welcome that I was here. We will be back next week talking about some more news stories uh see you then goodbye goodbye